Hello, everyone. It's been a minute. Yeah, it has been. But that's okay. A lot's been going on. Life happens like that. But yeah, <laughs> you, you can say that again. But in the but, long run, I think it'll work out. It still has the change hasn't happened yet, but I think it'll improve things. We'll we'll see how that goes. But yeah. <laughs> we are talking today about a movie that also involves changes in personality. This is called Spider-Man Three. Not just for one character, Frankie, but all the characters seem to have sort of subtle changes. Yeah. So uh, before we actually talk. <laughs> I want to lay some um, some foundation for you guys. So, Venom is my favorite Spider-Man antagonist. Okay? As is mine. So when they announced that this was the black suit story, I was like, <laughs> Dude, do you remember the hype for this one? I, I think this one, along with Spider-Man 1, probably had the most, like, advertisements. Well, this is the highest grossing of the three. Well, I mean, they knew how to market it. They focused... Everyone wanted Venom in the black suit, and by God, the advertisements did nothing but the black suit. Yeah. Too bad the toy line sucked for this movie. Like, they changed the designs of how the toys were made. I I don't remember the toy line. I remember the toy line because, like, I have one of the, the old Spider-Man 2 toys, and it was pretty, it was decent size. I'd say it's about the same height as a Marvel Legends now. I have, but um, it's a little more loose and skinny than the Marvel Legends, I would say. It, definitely early 2000s toy design. But with Spider-Man 3, they changed the design so they're smaller, and they, it, it just didn't look good. I, I don't remember. I, well, I, was, I, I, didn't, I didn't get the toy line. I wasn't figure collecting back then, so. Oh, uh, dude, just go look up the Spider-Man Three toy line. You will be disgusted. I did play the game though. Oh, wait, you had the game, definitely. Oh, I have the game. It came in the mail yesterday. You got it again? Uh, it was bothering me that I had one and two, but not three. Are you gonna play through it? Um, I don't know. We'll see if I hate myself. Because I I got done. I had I played um the Wii version, which is terrible. Dude, why in all those games does Tony McGuire look like Kermit the Frog? He does, right? And then I played the 360 version, which is better, but still not good. Is the 360 the best version of that game? 360 PS3, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I think I don't know. I don't know the difference. That was a weird era where the PS3 version kind of got cracked on. On a lot of those early um, multi-plat, uh, multi-console games. Yeah, you remember that? Like PS, PS3 did not have a good first impression. I don't think. I think Arkham Asylum was the first game where people were like, "Oh yeah, the PS3 version is actually the way to go." So it could be. Well, I have the PS3 version of Arkham Asylum. Batman's a video for another day. So yeah, we really should get around to doing those movies. Um, but. Go more into the background of this movie. Um, originally, I can hear myself through your mic, and it's driving me crazy. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, I, it's, I'm technically doing this off the phone again. Let me try putting my headphones in because i i packed you, up I packed up all my other stuff. You do that. I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, so. keep going. Sorry, guys. 
there was a bit of a discrepancy between Sam Raimi and Avi Arad when this movie was coming out. All right, how's that, Frank? Can you hear yourself? Mm, no. Okay. All right, we're going. Avi Arad thought Sam Raimi wasn't using villains general audience would know. So he kind of forced Sam Raimi to throw in Venom. I mean, that's, that's just the problem with Avi Arad, personally. So, to be fair, your first villain's Green Goblin. Your second villain's Doc Ock. Who's his other most prominent enemy? Venom. Venom. So logically, if you did Green Goblin and Doc Ock, probably should go to Venom. Yeah, the, the problem is, he... With, oh, go ahead. The problem with Venom is Venom has a big buildup that the other two villains just don't have. Yeah, so much so that modern audiences don't really understand the buildup for Venom because games and television and movies just kind of want to ignore all that. Venom... I think Insomniac actually did the Venom thing pretty well. A lot better than the movie. Yeah, I'll movie. give Insomniac this. Well, I have some disagreements with that. I understand it's the story they want to tell. But they still and did the I, whole Peter I having... Think they, they did I think they stuck the landing. They stuck the landing. They still did the whole Peter had the suit first before it went to... You know. And I think... You I don't know, but... I still think you need a whole movie with Peter in the black suit and then another movie dedicated to Venom. You can't I, do both. I think that's movie. the only way you can do it in, in a movie. Yeah, you're, I, I agree 100%. A video game can drag it out because video games are longer than movies. Yeah, well, here's the thing. The Black Suit Saga is pretty much Peter's drug addiction. Essentially. And even it's the animated, drug even the animated series, I think, did a decent build-up to Venom, too. It's, yeah, the, the, anime, the 90s show and Spectacular Spider-Man both did. Heck, uh, a season-long arc, technically. If you wanna... here, before we talk about the plot itself, I'm going to say this. If this movie was Black Suit Spider-Man versus New Goblin, and then Spider-Man 4 was Venom, I think you would have had a more cohesive and less rushed storyline. Or even if it was just Spider-Man and Sandman, I think what they did with Sandman would have worked with a with a black suit. But they were building up Harry. Uh, yeah, they were definitely building up Harry, and again, I will go into that towards the end of this review. But that's not what they did. We gotta talk about the product we have. So... Yeah. Alright. I'm, I'm gonna go... I'm just gonna... Out the back, I don't mind this movie. It's it's a definite guilty pleasure. I know I see the faults in it, but I don't hate it. I actually kind of like the film. So, in full transparency, the last time I watched Spider Man Three was in 2021 in preparation for No Way Home. Really? Yep. So my recollection for this movie is kind of fuzzy, but. We're we're gonna try. Uh, I I, th I think last time I watched this was relatively recent, so I can point out if we miss anything. So, as far as I can tell, this is a year or two after Spider-Man Two. 
I, I think a year, a year, I think two years. I think two years is pretty generous. I, I think this came out three years after Spider-Man 2 did. Yeah. But I don't know how the time um, works in the movies compared to the time release. But regardless. Yeah. Peter has finally gotten a balance on how to be Spider-Man and be Peter Parker. He's finally got it down. Yeah. And the city loves Spider-Man. Yeah, I, what happened? Because I doubt the Daily Bugle would stop smearing Spider-Man. Um, Peter got his girl. He's trying to stop. He's got. He doesn't feel like he needs to hide himself to protect her. He's um, finally got everything he wanted. Aunt May's not struggling financially anymore. He's not worrying about everything else. Living? What? Is she in an assisting living place? I think it's just an apartment. Oh, okay. But everyone, everyone else in his life finally focused up, and he doesn't have to worry about them as much, so he's got a lot less on his back. Yeah. I think that's what it is, is he finally doesn't feel the need to worry about so many other things, and he can just focus up on being Spider-Man and being Peter Parker. So you think all the city of New York is finally like, oh shit, yeah. Maybe he actually is doing good, and we don't have to believe this tabloid mess. Well, he's you know he's defeated Green Goblin, he's defeated Doc Ock, he's saving all these people constantly, and people are looking and being like, well, clearly he's not matching what the Bugle is saying. So, uh, screw you, Jay Jonah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that's probably how it went down. Uh, so, Peter is going to meet MJ at one of her. Um, her Broadway musical debut. Is she lip syncing or is this actually cursing us? Because if it's cursing us, I'm like, oh. I don't know, but it's not great. Uh, the vo- I don't know if that's how she actually says, but I'm like, this voice doesn't match. Well, I think you're meant to think it's not great because the only one who seems to like it is Peter. Yeah, everyone's just kind of like, oh dear. Mm-hmm. You know, he's Harry's also there. Peter and Harry have a run-in, and um, I thought Peter or Harry didn't want to hurt Peter after the end of Spider-Man 2. It seems like that's why he was fighting the hallucination of Norman. Yeah, but once he grabbed that file, you can kind of just assume, like, yeah, he's just kind of like, yep, I'm going straight revenge. Also, Harry reverted back to his old hairstyle. Thank God! <laughs> I we're not the we're not hairstylists here, but good God, man, that mullet did not do you justice. Um, so Peter and Mary Jane are are they in Central Park? I'd say it's Central Park. And they make um Peter makes like a little uh, hammock out of webs, and they have sex in the hammock. And I don't think they had sex in the hammock. Right? They definitely had sex in the hammock, dude. Do you really think Peter Parker would have... Well, comic hit Peter Parker probably. Well, Peter Parker's a lot more confident in this movie. Yeah, which I can get into that. We'll get, we'll get there. And just a meteorite lands and attaches itself to Peter's little moped thing. Because, because that's how meteorites... <laughs> okay. They need to get the symbiote in the movie somehow, I guess. I mean, give him props for keeping it to being an alien. Yeah. I mean, this is back when Ultimate Spider-Man was a hot thing, so they could have easily done that. The, the, the only thing about Ultimate Spider-Man I like is the game. 
Uh, the Ultimate Series I have mad issues with as a I whole. Love, see, I like the game, though. I thought the game Oh, was the great. game's great. And I think Spider-Man's the only one from the Ultimate Series of comics that comes off decent. But, anywho. Peter um, drops MJ off. And is this where he tells Aunt May he wants to marry her? Yes. And this is a fantastic scene. I wouldn't change anything about this. Scene. So here's my problem with it. I'll get... Not the scene itself, but... In Spider-Man 2, Anthony, you and I discussed that Aunt May has to suspect Peter is Spider-Man. Has to suspect it. Yeah. And she doesn't follow up on that once. Because I, I don't think she wants to. I don't think she wants to tell Peter. I know. Like, I know. And it, that's like, you know what? Don't You don't have to tell me. I but, know what you're doing, but so it doesn't matter. The problem is, like, she has that speech with him in two. But she doesn't do anything in this movie. She's like two scenes. She's barely a factor in this. Well, at this point, how old was Rosemary Harris? She's still alive. Is she? Is she? Double check on that. She's 96. Good for her. Yeah, she's so in this movie, she would have been. Fuck, that was 17 years ago. So she would have been 70 something. They're not really going to put her into those action scenes like they did in Spider Man 2. It might have been a bit much for her. I don't know the behind the scenes detail on that. But she's a fairly old lady, so it's like. Can't really so, put her in that stuff like he could with Marissa Tomei or even Sally Fields. Peter's on his way home and he gets jumped. Oh yeah, Franco's ripped in this. Like by New Goblin, who looks fucking terrible. Okay, what the hell was this? <laughs> who is responsible for this? He, he looks like a damn snowboarder. Right. Why doesn't he look like the Hobgoblin, at least? Like, if you don't want to make him that... Goblin, make him Hobgoblin. Like, What is this? What? Like, he looks like a weird, like, snowboarder ninja thing. And you like... built it up in the last film. Did he just, like, nah, not this. And he just put on the X Games. He's like, now nah, this. That's battle armor. And the CG in this scene is ridiculous. There's a full-on shot of CGI Peter Parker at one point. And... Oh my god. <laughs> Put the mask on! Put the mask on! Yeah, he's just fighting him in a suit! Like, he doesn't even yeah, do the Okay, how thing. fast are they going? Because people in Billy could probably see that Peter Parker. Like, you couldn't have at least put the mask on? Like, I know you have it with you. You're Spider-Man. Like, you yeah, right? like, like, you couldn't have done the quick change thing like the comics do sometimes, where he's just like, oh fuck, I gotta go real quick and just put the mask on? Like, Right? Come that on. would have actually been a nice little Easter egg to the comics. Like, I mean, I know Quick Change, I think, was the black suit, but still, just put the mask on with your suit on and okay. But he's I, I could swear he's done Quick Change in the red suit. Exactly. You could have done that. It would have been fine. But no, you're just fighting him as Peter Parker. I mean, cool. But. But it's stupid. You're exposing yourself. Yeah, you're exposing yourself. I mean, you could have had this fight. They do have this fight later. Peter just kind of out-dodges him until Harry knocks himself unconscious. Ugh. And you bring him to the hospital. 
in his super villain getup. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you don't see him in the super villain getup and the hospital. What's the what, what's the conversation that happened here when he brings him in? Is he still in the suit or did he strip him? I mean, he had to have stripped him, right? But then Harry has the suit later, so like. Well, you gotta figure he probably has multiple suits. Yeah, just like. Uh, <laughs> Peter had to have stripped him. But even then, if, if, okay, but if he stripped him, like, what's the conversation leading to that? Why'd you bring this naked? Why'd you bring naked Harry Osborne to the hospital, Mister Parker? Uh, you could have, you could have made up some bullshit story, like you were checking on your friend and he was unconscious at his house. Like, why was he naked? Don't. He was probably in his boxers or something. You, these are just questions the doctor. Why'd you take his pants off, Sharon? Take his pants off. <laughs> but while this is going on, some conflict, some criminal named uh, Flint Marco escapes. Hey, it looks like that asshole from George of the Jungle. And um, like he wants to visit his wife, his his wife and daughter. More so his daughter, because his wife's just a straight dick. Though like, he's trying Flint to raise to be a dick. Like he, the whole reason he's a criminal is he his daughter's really sick. He's trying to get money. To help her. Again, good backstory. Well acted. And then he falls into a super collider and becomes Sandman. Science. Because science. That's all of these Spider-Man films. Science. Hey, honest to God, between you and me, I think it's going to take a Sandman out of this plot. Really. Like, I... The story they should be trying to tell, yeah, you couldn't do Sandman later. I think it's, it's well handled. What they do with Sandman. The problem well, with Sandman is he is crowding an already crowded movie. Yeah, okay. Like, he he's supposed to have this big impact, but he doesn't really do anything. Because you have the build-up with Harry. That should be in the third movie. And you want to do the black suit because Venom's popular. And now you're throwing okay. in Sandman, like... There's a good story that they're trying to do with Sandman. I'll give him that. But again, you're right. It's too much. Like, you could have... Stop it, Doug. You could have had Sandman in his own movie. It didn't need to be with the black suit. Because we'll get there. We'll get there later. But... Either Harry or Sandman had to go. That's the I, bottom line. And personally, I think it should have been Sandman who left. I think Sandman should have been saved later. Because you're... I mean, what more build-up could you have done if, if you didn't want your new Goblin? This soon, like, what else could they have done? The the friendship's fractured. Harry knows who Spider Man is, so this was the logical step to make him the villain for this. Exactly. So, anywho, so Aunt May and Peter get a call for the police station, where they find out that oh, you you forgot about introducing Eddie Brock. Wasn't that during Sand? Wasn't that during the first Sandman thing? No, that was when. No, that's uh, during the Spider-Man parade that he gets after he saves Gwen. Oh, okay. So yeah, Gwen Stacy's in this movie. She's a model. Was she a model in the comics? I don't know, but between you and me, I'd rather have Gwen in this movie than Mary Jane. Uh, what they did with Mary Jane, even Kirsten. I hear Kirsten Dunst had issues with how she was portrayed in this film. Oh God, Mary Jane is such a bitch in this movie. Uh, I will defend. I'll, okay, I'll defend it. Like you got Peter's on the top, 
and MJ's now on the bottom, and she's kind of just wanting some support, but Peter keeps trying to twist it to be about him. With you know, with Spider-Man is like, hey, listen, like I get it, you're trying to relate, but that's not what I need right now. Yeah, they're just they're two completely different people. You got one well, who's like a superhero and one who's a failed Broadway actress. Well, here's the thing. Peter has no idea how to handle this situation. He's not used to being on top. Let's be honest here. Peter he's has a, he's never been the top. Yeah. No, he's never been the top. So he has no idea how to handle all this. He really doesn't. And I think that could honestly show with the black, and it would fit with the black suit art. See, there's good things here. It's just in a mess of a script with too much going it's on. It's in a mess of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so while, yeah. while he's trying to save Gwen, um, Topher Grace is there. I'm not calling him Eddie Brock. Okay. Here's what I think they were trying to go with with this Eddie Brock. They're trying to do the ultimate Eddie Brock, but I think also they're trying to do like he's a bizarro Peter. He's more, he's kind of a geek like Peter, but he's more slimy and conniving. I think but, what they're trying to, I could be reading too much into it. I think this is what they were trying to say. Oh, this is what Uncle Ben was afraid Peter would turn out to be. Here's the thing, too. This is, there's kind of a retcon here because they mentioned Eddie Brock in the first Spider Man movie. They did. And so he's like, oh, that's just another guy. But okay, listen. Spider Man fans know you mentioned Daily Bugle and Eddie Brock and, and, and the name Eddie. You're automatically thinking Eddie Brock. Yeah, because they were, they wanted, it was almost like they wanted to build up to Venom at some point. But how could you not? But then you're retconning him as just J. Jordan, Jameson, and Rhodey don't, not Rhodey, Robbie Robinson, don't know him. You mentioned him in the first movie. Well, I mean, they didn't necessarily say it's Brock, but who else else are you you going to think? You're you're going to think when they say Eddie's been on, you're going to think Eddie Brock. Absolutely. And I... I can't, I shouldn't. This animated series did Eddie Brock better. It just did. So did Spectacular Spider Man. I, I, I haven't seen Spectacular Spider Man. I'm talking about the '90s show, but oh, okay. But yeah, even oh my god. Oh, <laughs> the best. The, here's how I always portray. A better movie like, than Eddie Brock better than this movie. I don't like this version of Eddie Brock. Honestly, no live thing has done Eddie Brock right, in my eyes. Uh, Not really, no. I'm sorry, but to me, Eddie Brock's always been kind of an opposite to Peter. It basically is. He's basically the evil Peter. The way to describe Venom is a warped reflection of Spider-Man. At least, I, Eddie, at least Eddie Brock Venom is a warped yeah. reflection of Spider-Man. And Which is what I think they're trying to do here. But, but when you going back, uh, it's tangent. But when you take going to the Venom movie, when you take that Peter Parker Spider-Man element out of it, you don't have Venom anymore. No, you don't. And please tangent it away. That's what this show is about. We get on tangents. But yeah, no, that's just always been my issue with the Tom Hardy Venom films. Of like. You're not Venom. Without Spider-Man, Venom is not Venom. 
but also Venom doesn't feel like Venom at all in this movie, but we'll get oh, there. absolutely later. not. I'm a defender of this film. Uh, no, Venom does not feel like Venom. But yeah, so Eddie Brock's there taking pictures, and he's apparently dating Gwen Stacy. <laughs> he's not. They had one date, and he's instantly like, oh, we're dating. He's that type of guy. Again, he's a bizarro Peter. So He's Peter, just as much as a, a geek and terrible with women. So we, we kind of missed this whole thing. So we went on a tangent about Flint Marco, but Harry has amnesia. And um, Peter and Harry are reconnecting because Harry's like, Hey, buddy, I bumped my head. <laughs> He's like a five-year-old. He's like a puppy. Uh, he's, he's, he's lighter than the air. He's Ebenezer Scrooge after the spirits have visited him. Um, so, Spider-Man is being given the key to the city for saving Gwen Stacy's life. Peter kisses her, or Spider-Man kisses her for the city. Um, which... Dick oh, move, Peter. Ah. Uh, he kisses her like he did Mary, Mary Jane. Jane in the first one for a public hug. Now, do you think Mary Jane would have cared had he just kissed her? Yes. But not. I don't think as mad. No. I think she's smart enough to know, like, this is Spider-Man, and he's just doing it for the photos. But here's the thing. I'm still annoyed by it. To play devil's advocate for a second, I kind of get where Spider-Man is coming from. I honestly get where both sides are coming from. Here. Notice how I said Spider-Man and not Peter Parker. Yeah, no. Peter, you should have known, like, wait a minute. Hold on. Give me a second, Gwen. Just let me uh, prop down here. But it's kind of like the Batman thing where Spider-Man and Peter Parker are the same person, but they have very different personalities. Absolutely. Spider-Man is a lot more cocky and playful than Peter Parker is. So Peter, now granted, the cockiness of Spider-Man plays into comes into Peter Parker as he grows up. Mm -hmm. But so Spider-Man was doing it for city taking pictures. Fine, whatever, no big deal. Yeah, your girlfriend's right there. You fucking yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah mook. But what a rune. But during all that, uh, Sandman's there, and Spider-Man really can't do anything with him. All right. I mean, the guy's made a stand, like, eh. So, now, uh, Captain Stacy, Gwen Stacy's father, tells Aunt May and Peter that Dennis Carradine, who was the killer from the first movie, is it actually the killer Flint Marco is, which is... You'd think they would have told them this a lot earlier. It's just retroactive continuity. But then again, how did they know it was Flint Marco that actually shot him? Maybe witnesses? Contrived writing. <sighs> so I guess in his rage and the anger, the symbiote senses it. I mean, yeah. I mean, how many days has it been since that date? I don't know. Couldn't have been. And the symbiote latches on the bike, and it bonds with him. And the black suit in this movie looks fucking terrible. I don't mind it. Oh, I don't 
reminded. Okay, they and they actually in behind the scenes they gave reason why they didn't do the traditional suit. They tried, but it just made it look like it just, he just looked too naked. It makes Venom look so much worse. Oh, it doesn't look good on Venom. I'll give you that. I don't mind on Spider Man. But he gets the black suit and typical. Oh my god, I feel amazing. I feel powerful. I feel awesome. And his first order a hell of a drug. His first order of business. Go take out Flip Marco. And um, uh, Peter, while, Peter and all Eddie the while being a dick to Eddie. Peter and Eddie had made a bet with um, J. Jonah Jameson is whoever can find Spider-Man being an asshole gets get a staff job. job. And um, Eddie's trying to take pictures of Peter or Spider-Man. Peter just kind of snaps the camera and is like, bye. Okay, how long has Peter been with the Bugle at this point that he's still a freelance photographer? Several years. Dude, go to another paper, man! Meet. Let's do right spots. Christmas meet. The best I can do. There's there's the answer. There's the answer. Christmas meet. Uh, Why am I not surprised? So Peter tops the sewer, and you just see Eddie taking pictures. We'll get there. With a digital camera. And let which, Peter, by the way, I don't think those photos would be as as clear as the, the other camera you're using, Eddie. I'm just saying. And black suit Spider Man makes Sandman look like such a fucking chump. Oh God, it's brutal. He pulverizes this guy. Straight up grabs his head and slams it on a moving subway car. It looks, it looks like the um. The subway fatality from Mortal Kombat 3. Or MK9, rather, where they put his head on the train and throws him into the other train. I I think Sam Raimi about to sue somebody. And he just beats the shit out of poor Sandman. And Sandman's like, what did I do to you? Why are you bothering me? And Peter's like, die! 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 And he breaks this, um, I forgot what it's called, but he breaks a big pipe. And Sam and And you can, dude, you can see the wheels turning in both of them at this point. Peter's like, you're gonna die. And Sam and's like, I'm gonna gonna die. (laughs) Peter goes to Aunt May's house. After Not since Blue Kang beats Sub-Zero have I seen anyone use the element that gives life. Such, such, with murderous intent. I will never see this movie the same way ever again after that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Water! (laughs) So Peter goes to Aunt May's house. Real quick, can someone edit this spite and just have Katana show up? (laughs) And when, when Peter notices the pipe, please, internet, make that happen. And um, he's like, so Flint Marco died last night. And Aunt May's like, huh? And he's like, yeah, Spider-Man killed him. And Aunt May's like, but Spider-Man doesn't kill people. Peter's like... Again, here's where I think she knows he's Spider-Man. He's like, Spider-Man doesn't kill. And Peter's like, but like... But, uh... What? Uh, what? <laughs> I thought I did the right thing. What you talking about? The zoo makes me a better Spider-Man. <laughs> I need it. I hit her. 
that's later. <laughs> but Peter now starts acting like a complete douchebag. Well, not yet. He realized, like, uh... No, when he yells at Mr. Dickovich, that's like, oh, no, I've gone too far. Take this off. He's never mean to Aunt May. Ever. He wasn't wearing the suit when he was when he's talking to Aunt May. Well, yeah, because he could remove it in this movie. It makes no sense. Now, there's some interpretations that have him, he can remove the suit. So that makes, that and makes in those sense. Interpre- well, in those interpretations, I don't think it's an alien. And also, the longer he keeps it on, the more it becomes latched on. So if he could just take it off at will, what's the point of the bell tower later? Well, at that, at that point, I think he's been wearing it for too long, so it's latched on. I so, think that's what they were trying to go for. And, um, I think it's at this point, MJ and Peter are not on the best of terms. And, no, um, this is when she just two times him with Harry. Well, doesn't she go to his house or his apartment? Listen, that's a, I'm calling emotional cheating. No, before actual to, physical cheating. Doesn't she go to his house? Yeah, and this is when. Her, and it's like everyone needs help, Peter, even Spider Man or something like that. Was that now? Yeah, that was no. That was right before he got the black suit. Okay. So she was trying to be there for him, but he was just consumed with anger. Yeah, he was. I mean, both parties are at fault here because there's no healthy communication in this relationship. So she's having a bad time because she's getting really harsh reviews. She got fired. Which, by the way, I don't, I've never heard, I could be wrong, but no Broadway show is going to fire their lead actress after one performance and one case of bad reviews. They're going to waste that much money and hire someone new and teach her choreography in time for a show. No way! So she calls uh, Harry. Yeah. Peter. And goes to Harry's house and they kiss. And she's like, what the fuck Again, I'm not saying a woman can't have male friends they talk to. All for it. Go for it. But this is kind of emotional cheating. And Harry's like, oh. And then like he starts getting his memories back. I don't know if this happens yet, but we talk about it now. Peter does take Mary Jane to dinner. Yeah, he tries proposing. And she basically just fucks off because Gwen's there. Gwen's like, what I mean, could it, Gwen's like, who gets to kiss Spider Man? Mary Jane's like, <laughs> I do it every night, bitch. <laughs> so she just dips after Bruce Campbell's like crew starts um after Bruce Campbell shenanigans. Yeah. So um. <laughs> Yeah, so Harry has another hallucination about uh, Norman. And, um... Come on, Harry, have another illusion of me. I'll make a few calls. It'll be no problem. Harry jumps Mary Jane. He's like, do you want Peter to live? Do something. The heart, Harry. First you attack the heart. And Peter's, like, trying to make things up with MJ. And, uh, she, uh, tells him to go fuck off. Okay. Her boyfriend, Spider-Man. <laughs> Just tell him. Harry isn't 
even even there, she's like, oh yeah, by the way, Harry's blackmailing me to break up with you because he just got his memory back. Apparently, he's a new goblin. Kick his ass! Like, yeah, you're he he's Spider Man. He can take it. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. I swear, and I might be misreading this. I swear, Harry Goblin is weaker than uh, Norman Goblin. And at least I don't know. Movie. To be fair, Harry Goblin is fighting Black Suit Spider Man. Not the first and Black Suit. Yeah, but I mean, Peter was mostly running away from that fight, mainly because he didn't want to fight Harry. But so Peter and Harry are talking, and Harry's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, um, I'm the other guy, the other guy." And then Peter with the black suit. Now Peter walks out, and Harry he turns around in the restaurant, and Harry's like, "Hey, yeah, I remember everything." And he's just gone, dude. Why? Why would he do that? Uh, he, he, not a smart idea because Peter came to not his a great house plan. and fucked him up. Oh, did Harry even get a hit on him? Yeah, Harry gets a couple hits in the beginning. Oh, right when Peter says, "Is that all you got?" That's when the fight takes a turn. Look at little Goblin Jr. You gonna cry? Okay, so it's no question that this series has been building up to this point. How do you think the fight was as a whole? Like, if you just take the fight in a box, yeah, in a box, just put it in a box. It's fine. Yeah, I like it. They're out of costumes. It's very personal. All spawn because they both are in love with the same girl and just doesn't, they don't fucking talk. No one talks in this film, in the series. The problem with this fight is that it's extremely one sided. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't really care. I, I, it's I, satisfying I, to say, yeah, go beat him up, Black Suit Spider Man. But that's the thing, like, Harry basically doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, this has been a, a freaking like black three movie Spider long buildup. Like, let me black suit Spider Man fights like what two people in this movie? Yeah, and he pulverizes the both of them without it's black trying. I mean, it's black suit Spider Man, so yeah. I mean, yeah, I get it, but Sandman, fine. And you want to show off the new suit, how powerful it is? Fine. This is a build-up fight, and you make it out that Peter just is this dominant force against this guy he's been building up to a fight with for three minutes. Now, I think this should have been the last fight of the film. Now, yes, but I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Imagine in Revenge of the Sith. If you had a build-up between Anakin and Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan just kind of was like, ha-ha, fuck you, Anakin. It wouldn't be satisfying, right? No. This is the same type of thing. And I get that we still have the actual main villain of the movie shown up yet. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Well, to be fair, I think the actual main villain is the black suit. So, Venom. <laughs> well, we'll he's not Venom without Eddie Brock, so... We'll get, so, the, fi the final boss hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. Oh, so, Peter defeats Harry... 
and throws a bomb at his face. This, and here's why I said it should have been the last fight of the film. Peter should have killed, should kill Harry. And that's what makes him give up the suit. We'll get there. And the whole fourth film is him dealing with the breakup with MJ, dealing with the fact that he killed his best friend, oh, and, and then him messing with him, and, and then up stalking him. Oh, God. Now, that would have been an interesting film. You could have always made it a horror movie with that. Oh, absolutely you could have. An emotional drama... And a freaking and horror, and that's something Raimi would excel at. Yeah, but we'll 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 get there. Um, Peter exposes Eddie Brock, and he gets the staff job because J. Jordan Jameson has the printer retraction. Printer retraction, twenty years. And then the dance happens. Oh, the dance! Wait, which dance? Well, the Peter dance. Again, play to the fact that Peter has no idea how to be cool. Oh, he's still God. a geek even when he's on on a high, let's just say it. Uh, so Peter brings Gwen to a jazz club. The one that Mary Jane works to, to spite. P- um, Gwen realizes what Peter's doing. Oh, the dead scene here. And Gwen's like, oh my god, I am so sorry. And just leaves. And books it. Good for Gwen. Good for you. You know what's up. And Peter starts antagonizing Mary Jane and beats up all the bouncers in there. And what so technically, Black Suit Spider-Man has three fights. So what you're saying is nobody there can figure out the skinny twerp beating up all these bouncers as Spider-Man? Well, during the dance when he starts doing the Spider-Man poses, I think some people are like, hmm. I hit her, and then I hit her! No! You want to change the line? But yeah, he smacks Mary Jane in the face. And uh, then we have... I mean, good... I mean, the effective way to make him realize, oh, shit, this isn't me. What the hell's happening to me? And now we have what I think... It's a fair thing, but I think with what they were building up with Peter and Harry, I think it would have been more effective if he killed Harry, and that's what makes him get rid of the suit. Yeah, I could see that. But... But this is still fine. It still works. Sure. The idea works. Anyway, now we have what I think is arguably the best scene in the movie, where he removes the symbiote. To the point that this was what they teased when they first announced the film. This has got it. I think it's almost one-to-one, the comic book scene. Pretty close. While he's removing it, Eddie Brock, who I guess all of a sudden is religious? I know in well, the comics. I don't, I don't, yeah, I know in the comics he's religious. Yeah, well, but, I think it also ties in like Eddie has nothing else left. He saw Peter going out with Gwen, the girl Eddie has the hots for. Peter said, "Get religion," and he's just like, 
at his lowest point. So in the comic books, um, Harry, uh, Eddie Brock has a chip on his shoulder for Spider-Man because there was a criminal, I think his name was a Sin Eater, right? Yes. And Peter exposed, uh, Harry got the wrong guy. Yeah, Eddie got the wrong guy. He he put in all his papers. Peter or Spider Man found the real Sin Eater. Yes, and Eddie's life went to hell. So he got very suicidal. Which I re- I truly don't understand how that works. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes in journalism you get shit wrong and you just print and you do the retraction and you apologize. I don't know how it could have just spiraled his entire life. He lost everything after that, so he was suicidal. I think he lost his wife, too. I mean, like, yep, his wife divorced, divorced him. He lost everything. So he was suicidal and went to, and went to I think, went to church to, like, talk to a priest or something. Yeah. I think he was actually going to do the deed in the church. But then the suit... Found him. The suit bonds with him because it senses his hatred for Peter, or Spider-Man. The symbiote has a hatred for Spider-Man. Here comes Venom. Um... Here, the suit just kind of falls on him. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got rejected. Oh, here's someone. Take. Yeah, it doesn't feel like there's a a buildup there. It just, the suit just happens to fall on him. I think had the, he not see Peter, I think here's how the scene could have been better. He, Peter had already taken the suit off. The suit just kind of somewhere in there. Eddie comes in, does that whole speech, and then the suit grabs him. The thing about Eddie Brock is he knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man because of the symbiote. Not because he's looking up at what's probably a decent height. He finds everything out about Spider-Man because of the symbiote, not because he saw him, because the symbiote gives him that information. Yeah. Because, of course, the symbiote... And you can have this whole thing where it just shows Eddie get flashes of Spider-Man and it's just like, and you see it messing with his head. He's like, oh yeah, fuck that guy. But yeah, Eddie You could have visually told this so much better. But yeah, the the suit bonds with Eddie and we sort of kind of get some black... Xenomorph. Some black creature that looks like the thing from fucking Quiet Place. Same... I'm not calling this Venom. <laughs> You're not calling it Venom. It's not Venom. <laughs> they never say, he never says we. He says I. He doesn't say we. Yeah. Never calls is a little skinny twerp. This is the part I can't really defend. I mean, he is kind of muscly. No, he's not. Kind of. It just looks like oh, uh, Topher Grace had a good day, had a good run at the gym. It's not really bulky. Like, for those of you who don't know, and if you don't know, I'd be surprised. Venom is huge. I mean, height wise, it's kind of, it's kind of. Clo- I think it's kind of closer to how the, the original Tom McFarlane designs were. But Venom was still bulky in those original prints. You know, Venom is jacked. Yeah, you need you need the physique of Arnold Arnold in his heyday. Did I lose you? No, my dog was having a barking. Oh, okay. 
But you but, need yeah. someone with the physique of an 80s action hero. Honestly, I think we would be better off just having a CGI monster version of Venom. Uh, like, I'm going to say it now. As uh, much as I don't like that idea, but... I prefer the character design of Venom in the... I, I do. No, I, I still don't agree with that. I can't. The, the white, the webbing on him, the fucking skinniness... He, just, he looks Wait, weird. Wait, did, did you say you prefer the move, the the Venom movie designs? Yes. No, I I, I will never I won't get behind. That. I think both designs aren't good. I think the one from the Venom movies is better than this. Uh, this, I, one, this. It has different things I hate about it for different. I hate it for different reasons. Like I think they're both terrible designs. Venom makes a deal with Flint Marco. Who is still alive? It isn't good. They try. It's like they tried deepening Topher Grace's voice. It's like <sighs> I want no. it. And like, here's the thing too. Like, most of the time, Venom's there. He has like Topher Grace's face and not Venom's face. Yeah, it, it's he's unmasked. It bugs the shit. Man, out I of get me. what they want. They want to show off the actor. Fine. I mean, Topher Grace is coming off of that '70s show. I guess I. I I don't know what, what the decision behind that is not showing enough Venom. So they capture no. Mary Jane because I'm assuming Venom just knows Because everyone does it. I'm sure Venom just knows where she lives. Well, yeah, because... He's got the it, symbiote. It, it's fine. They don't say that, but... They don't say it, but you can, you can you disinterpret can, that. You can infer it. And yeah. Mary is like... Peter's like... Fuck. Um, Harry, help. Hey, buddy, how you feeling? And Harry's like, I you swear to God, they should have had Harry play the organ. And Harry basically looks at him like, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I ain't helping you. No, I ain't helping you. I'm, I'm done with this bullshit, man. So I'm done with you. I'm done with everything. I'm done with all of it. I'm just going to so sit and drink. So here's the thing. Oh, boy. Here we go. There's no I defending this. I think it, it, it remind me. Was Peter able to defeat Venom the first time he fought him? Uh barely. 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 I don't even even then, whenever he fights Venom, it's barely. It's never he can just take Venom. No. Venom is a lot stronger than Spider-Man is. Venom is pretty much Spider-Man. Like he knows all his tricks, everything. Like it's basically when, when Spider-Man fight or when he did, I haven't read modern comics in a while. Whenever Spider-Man Venom fought, it was an event because you know how the hell is Peter gonna be? So Peter always the, had to think outside the box. For those of you who don't know, Venom is actually stronger <laughs> than actually Spider-Man is. Yeah. So regular Spider-Man was weaker than Black Suit Spider-Man. Which means he is a lot weaker than Venom is. Keep that it, it in mind. I think the only time I think Peter's actually beaten Venom in a straight fight is probably when Peter's gotten that. Because unhinged Spider-Man is fucking deadly. Oh, yeah. Well, Peter l learns how Venom... Peter figures out how to beat a lot of villains stronger than he is because he just knows how to... Yeah. He's done it. Yeah. Like, like, I think in Battle Wars, he fucking pulverizes Titania. But... I think so. 
And she's like, well, how? And he's like, ha, 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 suck my dick. But Venom by himself at this point should be able to take on Spider-Man. Why does he need 100%. Sandman's help? Why does he need Sandman's help? Because this version of Venom is a bitch. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be crude about it, yeah. But the, the, is Sandman and Venom are just too much for him. And Harry's like, okay. okay. No, no. You're forgetting the most crucial thing, the thing that people have talked to death about. There's no defending this scene. The butler telling Harry what really happened. All oh, the gilder. <laughs> like, you waited this long? You have literally seen this boy sinking deeper and deeper into anger, jealousy, and rage. And you wait till now to say something. He's pretty much ruined his relationships. And you wait till now to say after, something. After his best friends almost killed him, by the way. <laughs> this has been years at this point since the first Spider-Man. And this chump stain waited till now to say something. Yeah. You know, I wanted to avoid this, but you can't. You just... You can't. This final battle is ridiculous. Um... Harry does save Peter. And now here, I want to get into my Harry thing now. Okay, go ahead. What has been the central focus of this film series, if you think about it? Peter and Harry's relationship. Yes, thank you. It's not about Peter and MJ. This is about the downfall of Peter and Harry's friendship. These two have been best friends since they were kids. Pretty Pretty much school rejects. No one gave a shit about them. They had each other, pretty much. One gets bitten by a spider and starts becoming something of himself. Other one goes down the path of vengeance, gets powers of his own. Fight, fight, fight. Now they're teaming up and proving that they're better than what they what they started out as. It's classic writing and redemption arcs. That's all well and good. The problem is the way Harry got there is oh, yeah. ugly at best. I, I'm going to say this, and I don't know if you're going to agree with me or not. Insomniac did the Harry turn into a villain than this movie. I think Insomniac stuck the landing with Harry turned into a villain better than this series did. I think this had the benefit of Two really good movies that told that story. Yeah, so, for those of you who don't know, Venom's uh, Spider-Man 2, Harry does do the whole becoming a villain arc. He doesn't turn into Green Goblin, though. He turns into Venom. Venom. Which, you can have your feelings about that all you want. For the story, it works for it. For the story, it it works very well. I have Peter, my I have my issues with that, but it works. They stuck the landing. Here, 
they were building up to it, and the buildup was great. The landing is fumbly. The yeah. Do I like Peter and Harry teaming up? These two guys that are nothing in high school are pretty much savers of New York. I do like it. It I like it, but I'm just like this is it, it was a fumble. It was a sloppy fumble. That being said, I still still think Peter killing Harry with the black suit would have been a would have been a bittersweet conclusion to all this and would to lead to a very excellent fourth film. Yes. Harry essentially defeats Flip Marco and um, goes to... It doesn't make any sense how he beats him. He just blows him up. Like, why doesn't he just put himself together? Um, and then Venom kills Harry. With his you literally head. had no answer for me. You just You had no answer, did you? Fuck you. Anyway. <laughs> I... Uh, Venom kills I just think, I just think Flint Marvel's like, I'm done. F this. This and ain't then, worth it. Peter tries to convince Eddie to remove the suit. I like being bad. Motherfucker, that's not Venom. <laughs> the suit, yes, he likes the suit. He love it's very complicated with Venom. Venom and uh, Venom. Eddie Brock and Venom are two entities using the same body, and they're working together. That's why I say we are Venom. This version of Eddie Brock is completely taken over by the symbiote. Eddie Brock is gone. It is just... And that's yeah. not how Eddie Brock works. Yeah. Venom isn't really much of a villain. He just Ed hates Spider-Man. Eddie Brock Venom isn't a villain. Let's clarify. <laughs> yeah. Eddie Brock is like, okay, yeah, well, you can use my body to work together, but it's still my body. Fuck you. Like, yeah. They're working together. He never let the symbiote fully take him over. No. They Eddie only have Brock. one thing they want, and that's to kill Spider-Man. But Eddie Brock will never kill an innocent person. He'll never no. attack That's him. why he he'll team up with Spider-Man. It's like, listen, like I'm helping you now. This is done. Back to business. Like, if Carnage is there, Venom's like, yeah, no, fuck that guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, fuck, fuck that guy. When we're done, it's back to business. This version of Eddie Brock is just, he's gone. It's Venom. It, it, it's, yeah. <sighs> so much so that it, the original ending was, the symbiote kills Eddie. It is a skull underneath that suit. Really? When Peter what? rips him out. Yeah, it's a skull. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Which I think might have been better, because what they do to Eddie is very, very dumb. So Peter knows the symbiote's weaknesses. Sounds and fire. I think it's mostly your sound in this movie. It's just sound. There's no fire in this. So he, the game doesn't use the fire, either. Okay. I think they kind of drop fire. I guess. So he uses these metal pipes which weaken Venom and he pulls Eddie Brock out. And he, At this point, in, that, in the original, it would have been just skeleton. Let me ask you a serious... Let me ask you a question to remind me. Is this the only villain Peter Parker actually kills in the movies? Actively kills? Yeah. Okay. So he destroy. He does actually destroy Venom with a pumpkin bomb. Eddie pumpkin Brock, bombs! Eddie Brock jumps in 
and he also dies. Goes boom. Oh no, boo hoo! We lost. We lost. Our, we lost. Uh, we lost Foreman. Whatever we do. <laughs> That's okay. His co-stars were a bunch of rapists, or knew about rape. Anyway, so, um, he got what he, he got what he deserved. <clears throat> Flint Marco explains that. Oh, I'm talking about Hyde from that Sony show, not Tover Grace. We like Tover Grace because he's all through all that bullshit. Flint Marco explains that, hey, look, um, that was an accident. I didn't kill your uncle on purpose. And Peter's just like, okay, bye. I was in the, <laughs> I was in the Congo fighting Brendan Fraser at the time. I don't know what, what that was about. And Peter just like is just like he's so quick to forgive him. I forgive. Well, that's what this whole this whole film's supposed to try to be about forgiveness. Uh, it should have been with Harry and Peter as a central focus. Yeah. But you know, this is what we got. This and is Sam, what we got. And Sandman's just kind of like, bye. He just leaves. Uh, I have to go. My planet needs me. Um, Harry and Peter finally reconcile. And Harry dies. And Peter yeah. And then there, Harry has a funeral. And um, Why is Flash Thompson there? Because. <laughs> just weird. Like, wh- Why would their bully be there? Because he's um he's actually he got pulled here by Doctor Strange. It's actually Deathstroke. It's actually Deathstroke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hear though he wants to do a, a movie where it's where he's Agent Venom, and I'm like, if it's him, I'm down for it. I'd rather have that Agent Venom than the MCU Flash Thompson as Agent Venom. Oh my god. Oh god. Could you imagine that age man? That villain just got me all dirty. I'm posting a nasty tweet. That'd be that age in Venom. Yeah, it would be. And then Peter... God, I I hate MCU Flash. I really do. We'll get to that. I was so glad when No Way Home just cut him out of the film. Um, And then Peter and MJ, I guess... Yes, reconcile? Well, they do, because in No Way Home, they figured out how to make it work. They actually probably learned how to talk, Frankie. So this movie is a fucking mess. Um, it is. I will say this. There are two Spider-Man movies I like a lot less than this one. I'll defend the next one as well as this one. But the, I think the biggest... If you just put this movie in a box, it is a mess. It, it's still a mess. But, but it's, still, it's a fun mess. It's a fun there, mess. There's enjoyment in it, right? The yes, there problem, is. It, problem is it follows up two of the greatest comic book movies ever made. Agreed. And I don't does, deny it. It does not even come close to Spider-Man 1 or Spider-Man 2. It just doesn't. I agree, but there's still a lot of good things about that I like that hold up to those two films. 
But I do think Venom kills this movie. I agree. Oh my I think God. Venom... I don't mind them casting Toe for Grace. I don't mind that. I think he does a he does a fine job of what he's given. Oh, here's here's a theory. Here's an idea. They set up Eddie Brock in this movie. Okay. Yeah. You well, you have to. You gotta have Eddie Brock here. You don't have to have Venom yet. And you then don't have, have Venom yet. You don't have to have Stan. And then in Spider-Man Four, he could bulk up to look more like Venom. Absolutely. Just like in the animated series. Absolutely, I, I I think it would be fine. I think Topher Grace, but uh, as I said, I think they're trying to make Topher Grace's Peter's opposite. Uh, if you want to have a version of Peter, so to speak, they still he's still as geeky as Peter, but he's more slimy and conniving. And then he I think that would have been a good parallel. And then he gets the symbiote. It's like I'm gonna bulk up. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck this guy's world up. <laughs> yeah. And then you could have his girl, like, you, his you, girl you, ruin his life. I'm gonna fuck have, this guy's world up. You could have a scene in Spider-Man Four where Peter's going on the subway. Someone put hell. Him. If you do my idea where Peter kills Harry, you could have Venom stalking and taunting him with that. Oh uh, yeah, like remember psychologically you, messing with him. Also, remember when you killed your best friend and you enjoyed every minute of it, or something like that. You yeah. Could, Trump. Tell me, Raimi couldn't knock that out of the park. Oh, absolutely! He's a horror director. He, he is yeah. built for a Venom movie. He is because Venom. I would argue, Venom is a almost the first Spider-Man villain that's borderline terrifying. Because like Green Goblin never really scared me. Doc Ock no. never scared me. Venom is terrifying. I mean, he's a monster with all your attributes at he their knows, worst. He knows your name. Everything. He knows, he knows your social security number. He knows your disguise. He knows everything. everything about He him. knows how you fight. He knows, apparently, your dick size. He knows. Okay. He knows your aunt's name. He knows your aunt's name. He knows everyone you care about. The person you love. All your kinks. All your quirks. All mm. your fears. All your strengths, your weaknesses, how many cavities you've had. He knows if you're and your favorite a, food. He knows if you're missing a toenail. He knows how often shit. He knows everything about you. That is absolutely terrifying. As well as you do. And he's also a lot more powerful than you. He's scary. That and is. And what Sam Raimi could do with that. And he's just a generic evil monster who never takes advantage of that. Whereas the comic book version absolutely does. Oh, Even yeah. the 90s version does. The move, the game version does. Like... Uh, uh, does he know, or is it more hairy? Oh, they you even... Well, they say in the move, they say in the game that Harry's gone. It is Venom. Yeah, but that suit pretty much has more Harry than it does remembering anything about Peter. Because Harry mean, knows no. about Peter and MJ. He knows where Aunt May's house is. Yeah. So honestly, I don't think the game did that aspect right. It did and it didn't. It's a different take on Venom. But yeah, no, like, 
It's better than this. I think a Spider-Man 4 where Peter killed Harry and it's Venom probably would have been awesome. Like, if you have a Spider-Man 4 the main villain is Venom, that's all. Because the thing, studio, a thing, Venom can carry a movie on his own as the villain. Yeah. But Hell, it really depressed Peter just shutting him, shutting down, dealing with emotional guilt. There's a great story behind that. But we don't get it. We get this. It, it could pretty much be what how Andrew Garfield said he acted after Gwen Stacy's death in No Way Home. He's Peter just he just Stop. shut down. He's pulling his punches. He got rageful. He got bitter. Yeah. Oh, that, that's and it, it'd be, it'd be that, self it'd be self hating. It'd be a self hating spider. That's a great movie. But we'll talk about that another day. Hey, there's a great movie with that with Andrew Garfield. Oh man. Um, but yeah, I don't think this is this is definitely not the worst move comic book movie I've ever seen. Not even close. Not even from that era. Yo, there's there was a lot worse. This is still competently neat. Like, Maybe the shots watch, are still fine. The like, script's rather, a mess. I'd rather watch this than say Ghost Rider, Fantastic Four, X Men Three, X Men Origins. Okay, I, I'll stop you with that. I actually enjoy it. I hate X Men Three so much. X Men Three is the only one that actually feels like an X Men comic than the fucking first two movies. Those oh, first two movies are awful. Uh. I will die on that hill. I'd rather watch this than the last two uh, Batman movies from the original trilogy. From the original I like trilogy. Batman Forever. Don't you dare! It's a guilty pleasure at best. Yeah. God. But you mentioned Batman also. But Cloud's getting all antsy. Yeah. See, he because you mentioned Batman and Robin. Now, yeah, this is there. There's a lot of comic movies out around the time that were just way worse. Daredevil's way worse than this. Electra, Blade Three. Shut your fucking face. Blade Three is garbage. <laughs> I think that might be the worst. Like when Dracula calls Blade a motherfucker. It's just... Motherfucker. I like that. Uh, Blade gets into a sword fight with Dracula. Just Blade versus Dracula. How stupid is that? I mean, there are still comic movies that come out now that are worse than this, like fucking Morbius. Phase 4? No, not all of of Phase 4. I like Shang-Chi. I think Shang-Chi and No Way Home are the only good films out of Phase 4. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they started out too good. It all went downhill after that. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, Morbius is terrible. Don't ever watch it. Um, oh, I heard Madame Web is getting destroyed. Honestly, the Venom movies are worse than this. Um, yep. Like, there's still a lot of movies that come out that are fans for stick. Oh, never forget. Did you even watch that? Nope. 
I, I never watched it either. <laughs> I have some self respect. Dark Phoenix is a lot worse than this. Oh God! Like I'll, I'll I remember like, when everyone was so hyped because it was Brian Singer and he did such a good job with Day to Future Past. He didn't do Dark Phoenix. He didn't do Dark Phoenix. No, he did Apocalypse. Oh, Apocalypse was Apocalypse bad. Sucked. Apocalypse is awful. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I didn't see Dark Phoenix. I'm sorry. The only thing good about the X-Men movies are Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, Michael Fassbender, and James McAvoy. Fuck you, I like Deadpool. I don't count Deadpool as part of the X-Men movies. Deadpool's too good. Deadpool's great. Deadpool's too good. So, where do you go from having an alien infestation in your body making you an angry person? Well, I'll tell you where you go. You want to go to a safe place, a place where you can feel good, right? Maybe in this I... place, your future wife has an affair with your best friend. Maybe your mother-in-law has breast cancer. Maybe you're playing football with your friends. Are you? Are we really doing this? It's time. Are we really doing this? We're doing this. Oh, God, we're actually doing this. It's time. No way. It's time. It is time. Say it. We are going to review the most infamous film of all time. We're going to review The Room. (laughs) Oh, God. It is time. This has been a long time coming, ladies. Oh, man, are we, are we going to get anyone else on this, or is it just going to be us? I'm going to try. <laughs> are going to try to recruit people? <laughs> oh, God. I like talking to you about the room initiative. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, are you going to start wearing an eye patch to recruit people for this episode? Yes. <laughs> All right, get Frankie an eye patch and a trench coat. Activate the Wasso protocol. Oh, please tell me Cloud is your Maria Hill. Oh, gosh. (laughs) We'll see you guys next time. Oh, Jesus. For the room. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, fuck.